WBEZ Chicago and the end of the line. This is Pleasure Town. In the late 1800s, two visionaries claimed a parcel of Oklahoma land. They had a dream, to build a community for pleasure seekers. Before long, the settlement grew into a sanctuary for outlaws and artists. But after flourishing, it fell. Now, decades later, the town lies buried in the red dirt. But not even death can silence the residents' stories. So put on your headphones and hear their tales as we step out into Pleasure Town. You know, Sai, it's nice to think that the world is divided into heroes and villains. Though, I know that ain't true. Yes, Claude, that dividing line is fuzzy. Shakespeare put it best when he wrote that one man in his time plays many parts. Or one woman's side. Uh, yes, of course, or one woman. I was just quoting the bard. Who's Barb? Uh, the point is that Pleasure Town was our stage. And that means the curtain eventually comes to a close. Yes, for some, all too soon. And for others, not soon enough. she had wandered off, gone to the woods or the river to find some peace. When she didn't come back that night, I contacted the clerk, let him know we had a missing person, and then I stayed awake for two days and two nights. For the living, time moves in one direction, so no matter how long I stared at the ceiling in my bed, wringing my hands, there was no change in what I had said to Remy. Let it be known that at 5 p.m. on December 7th, 1934, we recovered the body of a young female. I was taken aback at how pale she was. Pale to the point of being blue. And her body, so frail as if she were made of glass. Went by the name of Remy. No surname known, no next of kin known either. Her corpse called to mind the blue bottle I kept in my safe, the one I took from Luciana all those years ago. I thought then about going to that blue bottle, opening it, smelling a few sips of poison pulled at the bottom, taunting myself with death. But I was the only one to knowing its true plan. So if there was any redemption to be had, it was in saving Pleasure Town and preserving the lives of its residents. Remy's funeral was beautiful. She touched many in life. And now with death. These individuals came to speak words of remembrance and gratitude. I'll miss my little pumpkin. My Remy. She helped me understand that my rage wasn't from something outside of myself. It was from within. And so it was something I could control. It saved my life. It saved my marriage. I'm a better man today because of her. I'm just so thankful that she believed in me. And everyone else thought I was some devil. But she knew. She knew better. 
I'm going to be honest, I didn't really like Remy very much. Wanted to play savior to all us poor souls. Thought she was full of horse shit. But over time I came to see her desire to help was true. There was nothing for her to gain. But the joy that comes with being of purpose. I respect that. I wish I had that. I'm gonna let it shine, 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 let it shine. I I did not speak when asked why. I said I was too overwhelmed with grief, but that was a lie. I was too overwhelmed with guilt, and so I watched and wept. And then, out of the corner of my eye near the back of the room, I saw a figure dressed in black lace. Though her face was concealed by a veil, I recognized this fly perched on the parlor's wall. I suggest you and I step outside. I do not want to make a scene. No need to worry. I am quite capable of controlling my emotions. The question is, are you? Outside, now. Have you no respect for the dead, my dear? Poor Remy left us all too soon, and here you are making demands at her funeral. It's about your business proposition. Well, why didn't you just say so? If it's business, I can't wait. Come, let's talk in the foyer. I believe it will grant us some privacy. First, I am dreadfully sorry for your loss. I happen to be staying in the next town over, and when I heard the news, I thought I should pay my respects. I know Remy was like a daughter to you. She was doing so well, I thought. Such a pity. She was doing very well, and then I made a mistake. And what was that? I put you in my corner when I should have stuck with her. Ah, I see. Can't a person have more than one ally? Perhaps you are misdirecting your frustrations. Perhaps it is not me with whom you are angry. You're right. It was my trusting you that caused me to betray a friendship. Now I have lost a friend. And what did I gain? A deal that spells death for Pleasure Town. Pleasure Town was never destined to last. Perhaps, but I don't have to gain from its downfall. I may be a survivor, but I'm not a villain. You have become a businesswoman, and a businesswoman does what is required to survive, even if it sometimes spells grim consequences. Listen, you are not to blame for Remy's death. She was born a cracked vase, and sadly the weight of the world was too much for her soul to bear. But it's what I said. I... She heard our talk. She confronted me, and so I threw it back at her. Told her it was her voices. Now that was a cunning thing to do. The deal was in jeopardy. What were you to do? I knew you were smart, but I'm beginning to think I could learn a thing or two from you. Enid. The deal is off. Oh, the deal is off, is it? Yes, I'm certain of it. Amelia, I was giving you a handout because I thought you were worth something, unlike most of these belching wretches in this pool of sin. But I see you are too short-sighted to understand the workings of the world. The price you put on your integrity is inflated, trust me. I don't care how pious you act. The wolves will always win. That's how the game was made, and that's why I play it the way I do. I am going back into the service now. You are free to stay, 
though I prefer if you leave. I'll let you in the town mourn without me, but know that this is not the only funeral on the agenda. Now that you have ended our verbal contract, I have no choice but to destroy your inn. In fact, when we break ground on Pleasure Town in a few days, your building will be the first to go. Even here, in the ether of death, I am weighed down by guilt. But I also have developed some sympathy for myself. I see now that, at that time, I was just learning how to trust. And sometimes the best lesson is a mistake. Trusting Enid was my mistake, a grave one. But it also left me determined to never misplace my faith again. That's right, Becky. Give her a hard right jab. Now block with your left. Your left. Good. Now, go for the gun. Nice one. Next time one of those Johns gets a little rough with you, you give it back to him tenfold, you hear? Ma, Amelia's here to see you. Show her to me. And ladies, hit the showers. Well, look what the cat dragged in. You look like you haven't slept in a fortnight. That would be about right. I don't deserve the piece of sleep. And why's that? I made a deal. To save myself at the expense of the town. Expense of the town? Just what kind of deal are we talking about here, Amelia? The railroad. They're going to level Pleasure Town to build it. That's what Enid told me. She was going to employ me, treat me to a better life while everyone else suffered. Remy's death brought me to my senses, but... That's not going to stop Enid's plan from moving forward. I, I don't know what to do. I, I didn't know who else to tell, so I Whoa, came here and I... slow down there. So we all got hoodwinked, did we? Figured that Enid character would try and pull a fast one. Those types always do. I'm afraid I'm not much better. Look here, Amelia. We've all done things we ain't proud of. Even if we feel that at the time the end justified the means. But we make our choices... And once we see our mistakes for what they are, we greet the outcome with fists raised. Guess there's no point in kicking a woman when she's down. That's right. Now when she gets back up is another story. (laughs) 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 It's good to laugh, ain't it? Especially with all this misery around here these days. Is there anything that can be done? They've got contracts and government approval. This is much bigger than just us and Pleasure Town. You done right by coming here. You know you've always got me in your corner. Thank you. But what is there to do? Well, one thing I learned from boxing is if you think you're outmatched, you gotta find the right pressure point. But Enid has everything. Money, power, connections. Yes, but we got a wild card we can play. And I mean wild. Just what are you proposing here, Maddie? I'll explain more soon. For now, we need to round the troops. But we gotta be selective. Can't just go telling everyone about what we're up to. Discretion is key. And I think I know just the person to bring on board. I can't see a damn thing. The shanty folk must be conserving their kerosene. Not many lanterns out tonight. Well, how in the hell will we ever find... You all seem a little lost. Don't get too many visitors from the main part of town these days. 
Eli. Just the man we were looking for. That's often the case. Surprised I ain't the mayor. We came to discuss a serious matter. Of course you did. You people only venture this way when there's trouble. Never here to bring good tidings or, I don't know, food or supplies. That's what I thought. Nothing to say to that. I'll let you two chew on your shame. I ain't got nothing else to say to you. Eli! I'm sorry. We're sorry. Living hasn't been easy for anyone these past few years, but that doesn't mean we should have settled for letting our neighbors suffer. To be square with you, Eli, I feel like a total heel. I mean, I took in a few of the displaced gals myself, but I shouldn't have let it stop there. We've gotten by just fine. It's been hard, and winter is certainly no help to us. But your pity and regret ain't gonna make a damn bit of difference to me. Have a good night, ladies. I came to talk about Enid. What about her? She lied. She's going to remove us, all of us. Shantyfolk and the rest of the townspeople, to make way for the railroad. And she's got the government on her side. There's always a price to pay. So tell me, what difference does this make to me? My people are already homeless. Wouldn't be too hard to pick up and move ourselves a few miles away, set up camp. In fact, I'd say we are better prepared than the rest of you. Then let's forget what happens to the rest of the town for a second, because frankly, we've been selfish. Hell, I'd say negligent. We probably deserve whatever downfall we eventually succumb to. But you know what isn't deserved? Enid winning. She tricked us all. Gave us what we wanted, what we needed. And now she's going to take that all away and then some. Ever since she came trotting into the shantytown with her offerings, I've been a skeptic. I accepted her handouts because we were desperate but I'd be lying if I said I was at peace with my decision. And that decision has cost me much, including the trust of some of my dearest friends. Here and now that my worst fears are true, well, I feel like it's on me to set things right. It's on us. Ma and I have worked up a plan to save the town. If we succeed, Lord willing, we'll divert as many resources as possible to help you all out of the mud. Keep your promises of charity. Been treated to too many good intentions to start trusting now. I'll join you all, but I ain't doing this for Pleasure Town. I'm in this to settle a score. Then let us prepare ourselves with a good night's rest. In the morning, we'll meet around the back of the brothel. Bring a day's worth of provisions, at least. I went back to the inn that night. Once again, I, I couldn't sleep. But this time, it wasn't out of mourning or anguish. It was out of hunger for vengeance. The next morning, Ma, Eli, me, and a few of the gals all saddled up and rode out. We didn't tell anybody else what we were up to. And we made one another swear to secrecy that should we come back alive, we'd never tell a single soul what happened. We made it to the neighboring town by nightfall. She was staying at the inn near the town's train depot. Finding Enid's quarters wasn't hard. Just had a look for her pristine coach. Becky, you and the other gals find Mr. Goose. We gotta take care of that lackey before Eli, Amelia, and me head over to Enid's room. Else he'll bark like the little lapdog he is. Once we see you all exit, 
We'll run in and do what we need to do. Got it, Ma. Come on, ladies. It's time to put what Madame Barker taught us to the test. A long day deserves to be capped with a cup of chamomile. Ladies, ladies, what, what business do you have here? We are looking for a Mr. Goose. A Mr. Charles Goose. That, that would be I, ma'am. Ladies, looks like we got our man. <laughs> what are you doing with my coat? Hey, hey, that's my watch. Now, ladies, there's no need to unbutton my mm. shirt. Such a pale chest. Let's see what you got under those trousers. This is a joke, right? Did Topper send you? Is he here? Well, you can tell Topper that I am a good man. Don't you think we're pretty, Charles? Wouldn't you just love to have us all to yourself? Well, uh, <laughs> you're all very lovely women, and I frankly have no clue why you're here, but I can assure you that whoever sent you, they are mistaken. Uh, I, I'm not really much of a ladies' man. Oh, that's all right. Let us be your guy. I don't think you understand. I'm more of a man's man. Oh, I see. Well, then. Hey, get your hands off that's me. That's right, guys. Hey! Hog tie the bastard. Hey! Get his ankle! Hey! Hey! Miss Wallace! Miss Wallace! Enough! Shut up, Louise! There they go. Did they get Mr. Goose? That, or they got the biggest catfish I've ever seen wriggling around in that blanket. Time to move in. What, uh, what what business is this? Amelia? E- Eli? Hope that nightgown is made of wool, ain't it? It's going to be a cold night. What in Jehovah are you talking about? You got that sack, Ma? Got it right here. Sack? Uh, Amelia, I demand to know what's going on this instant. I swear I will scream bloody murder. Don't worry, Enid. It's just business. No! <laughs> <laughs> Eli, take the rope. Amelia, here's the knife. Got it, Ma. You all ready? Ready. Ready. Time to take the gag off? We got about five minutes. Best to let her get talking now before it's too late. You, you lunatics! Untie me this instant. Oh, I see. Tying me to the tracks, are we? How damn poetic. Amelia told us about your plan. The plan to destroy Pleasure Town, to make way for your railroad. Oh, did she? Well, let me tell you, it isn't my choice. The Oklahoma government demands it. And we demand you let us live in peace. 
It was never my intention to get rid of Pleasure Town. I'm quite fond of it, but what the government says goes. Then call off the railroad. Excuse me, but I've spent the better half of the past ten years trying to make this a reality. There is too much at stake here to reverse course. Besides, many of you have benefited from my generosity. Eli, if it weren't for me, you and your people would have starved. If it were up to you, we'd starve regardless. You gave us false hope. Played us like a game of chess. Four minutes. You said we are both survivors, Enid. And that may be, but you don't have to live your life as a predator to make it to tomorrow. Oh, that's pretty rich coming from you, Amelia. What was it you said to Remy before she ran off into the woods? Called her crazy or something to that effect? I'll punch her in the mug, Amelia. Just say the word. No need, Ma. Enid, I may not be a saint, but I'm no devil neither. I'm not like you, and I never will be. Oh, keep telling yourself that, my dear. May those hollow words bring you comfort. Three minutes. Look, uh, clearly you are all upset. Who wouldn't be? You're losing your homes. That's a shame. But I tell you what, I will see to it that each of you are taken care of. A house. With a horse. No, no, an automobile. Pleasure Town is priceless. Maybe you don't understand that, Enid, because in your world, everything can be bought and sold. But that's not how things work here. We might have been through hell, but at least it hasn't been a lonely journey. Whereas yours... Your journey has been the loneliest. Two minutes. Your town is on the brink of collapse. If I'm not the one to end it, you damn well know someone else will be. We've survived far worse than you, Miss Wallace. How much time now? About a minute. Get me off these damn tracks! This instant! You poppers, you plebeians! I... I don't know. The plan was to intimidate her, not kill her. How was I to know she'd be this I stubborn? donated to the governor's campaign, you know. We're chummy. Y you'll never see the light of day again. I swear, if you don't untie me, you'll be very sorry. They'll come looking for me. I I'm, I'm very important, you know. V very important. I'm not to be messed with. My bite is much worse than my bark. Coming! The train is coming! Get out of the way! Everything has a price, and boy, will you pay. You'll all pay! Enid never got to finishing that railroad. Yes, I suppose you could say her life ran out of track. In a way, I'm quite proud to say I was the linchpin of the whole enterprise. Without me, there was to be no railroad. I guess that's some consolation. I never lost in life. Never. Until you lost your life. Look, you boys know what it takes to build a dream. That's a hard road to travel. 
I'm content that I made an attempt. No fault in you there, but you only get one chance at life. Was that really the best way to spend it? If I could be born again, I'd do it all the same. And if the Hindus are right, you might get your chance. Excuse me? The Upanishads? Samsara? Reincarnation? Is he always like this? I'm afraid so. everybody, this is Emily, senior producer of the show, thanking you for coming back once again for the final episode of Season 3. We couldn't have made it this far without you guys. Your support and your loyalty is truly what keeps us going. But before I get too emotional, let me just say that if you loved what you heard this season, we encourage you to leave us a rate and review on iTunes. Reviews and ratings help us climb the charts and become visible to more potential listeners. And your feedback, positive and negative, helps us bring you the best audio drama possible. As always, you can also connect with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Speaking of social media, please stay in touch over the break. We miss you already. Find even more ways to connect by visiting www.pleasuretownshow.com. And now, it's time for the final thank yous of Season 3. This episode of Pleasure Town was written by Keith Ecker and performed by Aaron Cahoe, Keith Ecker, Johnny Moran, Ruth Guerra, Susan Gosdick, Braden Couchet, Susan Messing, Meredith Lyons, Julian Stroop, Jessica Maynard, and Tyler Green. Audio design by Brady Guy. Our executive producers are Keith Ecker and Aaron Cahoe. Our senior producer is me, Emily Moda. Our associate producers are Colin Wright. Lizzie Seidenstricker, Joe Courtney, and Brady Guy, who better make me some coffee soon or I swear I will scream bloody murder. Our staff writers are Sean Paris and Gwen Fulcher. Original music was composed and performed by River Rising's Megan Diger and Tim Hazen and engineered by Colin Ashmead Bobbitt. A full list of audio effects can be found on our website. Pleasure Town is an ever-growing interactive narrative which relies on your creativity, your imagination, and especially your voice to expand the legend. Find out how you can join the story at PleasureTownShow.com. This has been a production of WBEZ Chicago.